Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will start into the 11th chapter of the book of Mark. For the last few weeks, we've been saying that this was Jesus' last trip to Jerusalem, where he knew the crucifixion awaited him. And he'd even told his disciples, and though they were perplexed and afraid, they still did not understand what was about to transpire. Verses 1 through 11 in the 11th chapter of Mark's gospel seem to paint the picture of a celebration in the city as Jesus approached. This is the scene from which a tradition some call Palm Sunday has been derived. Like the disciples, though, while the people seem to be celebrating Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem, they really didn't understand the true significance or what was about to transpire either. Pastor Jim will help us to understand this short celebration and how it set the stage for the people's demand to crucify him just a few days later. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Hosanna in the Highest. The provision of that young donkey was perfectly arranged according to his direction, even though it involved people who probably had no idea that they were part of a heavenly plan. So the stage is set. This crowd is swelling by the minute. The excitement is electric. Jesus is fully in control of this scene that appears to be beyond anyone's control. Everything is going to play out exactly as orchestrated by God and predicted by His Word. That's the sovereign provision of the donkey. Number two, the shouted praises. Look at it in verses 7 and 8. They brought the colt to Jesus and put their coats on it, and He sat on it. They put their coats there just to make a little bit of a saddle so He wouldn't be riding bareback. And many followed their example. They spread their coats in the road, and others spread leafy branches which they had cut from the trees. So the people in the crowd now are all focusing on Jesus. He's the guest of honor, throwing down their coats and cutting tree branches to lay on the road. Now understand, two crowds coalesce around Jesus as He gets nearer to Jerusalem. There was the crowd that started in Bethany. There was a buzz around that city. Jesus is here. Let's go see Jesus and Lazarus. That crowd starts moving toward Jerusalem. People come from Bethphage. They pick up the donkey. They're on the way. But there was also the people who had come to Jerusalem early for the Passover. People would come days ahead of the, of the Passover. They also heard the buzz of the news that Jesus was coming. So they decided to stream out of the city and go find Jesus. So you have the crowd with Jesus and coming along behind Him, and the crowd out in front of Jesus coming toward Him from Jerusalem. Do you remember I showed you a few weeks ago 
it was no small matter of speculation whether Jesus would even come to Jerusalem for this Passover at all. He knew He would, but the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees were planning to murder Him. They were looking for an opportunity to arrest Him. They had put out an APB for Him. They had told anyone, if they knew where Jesus was, report to us. Everybody knew there was a plot to do Him in, and here He is now being honored in His entrance to the city. Now, all the rest of the plan is going to unfold in the next few days, and we'll see it as we get there, but this was the great day to honor Jesus as King. Now, why is the celebration that is extrapolated from this verse or this passage called Palm Sunday? Well, if you look over to John 12, John 12, 13 specifies that those branches that they were cutting and laying before Jesus were palm branches. They came from the date palm tree, which grows well in that part of the world. But they did more than lay down their coats and cut branches and lay them down. These people put their voices into the celebration as well. Though the worship of many was without much understanding, nevertheless, they were worshiping a king. And here's where our title of the sermon comes from, Mark 11, 9 and 10. Those who went in front and those who followed, that's the crowd coming out from Jerusalem and the crowd coming from Bethany, they were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. The word Hosanna is a Hebrew word that means something like save now or save us, we pray. By using that word, though most of them probably didn't realize the full significance of it, the people were appropriately identifying Jesus as the one who would save them. You have to realize that they were thinking of being saved in a far different sense than being delivered from their personal sins, but they were accustomed to saying those words because the uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord comes from Psalm 118. That's one of the several psalms called the Hallel songs that are sung every year at the Passover. And then they mentioned, blessed is the coming of our father David, Hosanna in the highest. Son of David, and referring to their father David, that's the messianic term. It's the promise that David's greater son would be the Savior, the Messiah. Remember last week, Bartimaeus and his blind friend were crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. That was included here to let us know that there were those who realized He is the Messiah, the Savior. Even though they didn't know the full significance, they were saying it. Again, we know that even if they didn't know what they were saying, it's recorded here in Scripture for all time for us to see, to understand Jesus is worthy of worship. So, what are you taking away here? Do you honor Him? Would you be there crying, blessed is 
the coming kingdom of our father David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Do you serve him? Do you obey him? Do you talk about him? Do you thank him for what he has done for you in his provision on the cross? Hosanna in the highest. That was the cry that day. It's wrapped in sovereign provision and uh, shouted praises. And now, as I said, the one I'm really proud of, the shrouded portent. What do we mean? Mark eleven eleven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and came into the temple. And after looking around at everything, he left for Bethany with the twelve since it was already late. I worded this this way intentionally. I don't care if you have to look up both shrouded and portent. Shrouded means hidden. Portent means the, um, the, the possibility of what's going to happen. I'm going to stick by that because it's a perfect description. Jesus comes into Jerusalem. He goes into the temple. People are wondering, what's He going to do? And He says, nothing. He looks around and He leaves. What was going to happen? didn't happen that night. Well, go ahead and read ahead. I've, I've not sneaked your Bible away and taped the pages together so you can't read on. Go ahead and read ahead. On His way back to Jerusalem the next day, because He's going to leave. He leaves there and goes back to Bethany and spends the night. On His way back to Jerusalem the next day, He's going to do something very significant for His teaching and training of the disciples. They're going to be a little bit blockheaded about it again, but that's okay. They'll get it eventually. Then, when he gets to the city the next day and he enters the temple, he's going to do something monumental, which is rarely understood for its prophetic significance in its context. So, read ahead. Plan to come back next time. In the meantime... Make sure that Jesus is the one that you are calling upon for salvation. You've heard the word Hosanna. You're calling out, save me. Save me now. Make sure He's the one you're calling on and that you are looking forward to that kingdom of our father, David. Let's pray. Father, how we... Thank You for Your goodness and Your faithfulness to us. Thank You for providing that Savior and for that wonderful way that He entered Jerusalem on that day. Oh, how we look forward to the time that He comes again to that city to reign. We pray Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the meantime, make us be well described by the servants in that parable who are faithful with their master's things. May we be good stewards of this gospel that you have entrusted to us. And we pray that you'll have your way in each of our lives. Father, we pray for those who are this afternoon going to proclaim their faith in Christ in public we pray for Ian and Gideon and Nia and Hannah. May, may this be a day they never forget for their declaration of faith 
in this wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.